raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the here with Jeremiah like the Bible. This is the Amanda Seal show and we're here for another Friday Friday. We've got a fun day filled for you as usual. We got mm. your uh things I learned this week. People verses. I will say though, the things I learned this week, some of them are a little depressing. Yeah. I know Friday's supposed to be like all like upbeat, upgrade, up tempo, but yeah. I mean, learning is fun. It's the Juneteenth <laughs> of it all. The Juneteenth of it all just brought about facts that it was like, oh my God, I got to share this with the people. Mm-hmm. So look out for that. But of course, we always have Black Joy stories. That's right. Black Joy every hour, Amanda. It's crazy. We don't play around with it. So we will make sure that you feel that joy when we get back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, if you want to get more of the show, all you got to do is go to wherever you get your podcasts and check out the Amanda Seals Show. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, Side Effects of... Daring to be different. With Duran Bernard. All right. Uh, we'll be right back with a Black Joy story for you on this Friday, Friday at the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time for a story of Black Joy. So for today's black first Black Joy story, we're going to head down to Louisiana, Amanda. All right. Because the armor base in Western Louisiana is being renamed in honor of Sergeant William Henry Johnson, a black hero of World War One, who received a Medal of Honor nearly a century later. So while serving on the front lines in France in 1918, y'all, hmm. Sergeant Johnson fought off German night raid near Aragon Forest. And also... When he was wounded 25, 25, he was wounded 21 times while fighting in attacking Dang. the forces. 21 times. And he still prevented a wounded black comrade from being taken prisoner. Listen. Can you imagine that? Listen. And after running out of grenades and ammunition, Amanda, he killed two German soldiers with, with his knife. <laughs> this is a movie. I'm like, like, where's the film? <laughs> Where is the film? So his brave actions are being recognized nearly a century later. And he was awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor in 2015 for his copious gallantry um, at the, and risking his life above the Call of Duty. Above and beyond the Call of Duty. That's that's nice, ain't it? This is incredible. Shout out. I mean, honestly, I know that these stories are not few and far between. Mm-hmm. And the amount of black soldiers, and also I've just recently learned Mexican soldiers mm. who fought for this country and were just not given any level of credit for mm. the like the level of life that they gave. The service. The service is just, of course, typical on brand America. Thank you, but no thank you. Move along. <laughs> well, my very part is this, that Fort Johnson was, was previously named as their Confederate. Oh, person. that. Yeah. So they said we're giving that back. And apparently snatched it. The renaming is a part of the US <laughs> This is not funny. I'm gonna say it's with a straight face. The renaming is a part of the US military's effort to address historic racial injustice. A work this work included changing the name of nine army posts that commemorated Confederate officers. When I tell you they love to perform, <laughs> we was like in the streets. <laughs> 2020, it was like, we want justice. We want police reform. We want an end to police immunity. And they were like, how about some murals? We go rename <laughs> the basis. And it's like, yeah, do that, but what else? And yeah, like, do, right. that's like the the easy... That ain't even bare minimum. That's just like... You could do that like today and be done with it. Like literally, that's just like a, a meeting. That's an email. Literally. We don't even have to meet to do that. We changing it, y'all. New name. <laughs> attached. <laughs> well, that is a story of Black Joy. And we'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Okay, now, sis, got something important to say. Allow me to reintroduce myself. It's a public seals announcement on the Amanda Seal Show. I was just sitting here eating my chicken and waffles and it dawned on me. Y'all the ones obsessed with sex. Like, when we talk about pride... And the LGBTQIA plus community, it seems to always turn into if we teach our children that people like this exist, then we're sexualizing the children. And it's like, but why, why does it? Why is it about sex? 
It's not about, oh, these people like to have sex with these people, etc. It, it's really about these people love these people. So why is it that when we talk about heteronormative scenarios, that it's about love? Mom and dad love each other. Husband and wife love each other. Boy and girl love each other. But when we talk about the LGBTQIA plus community, it's simply about sex. That, that's, that's y'all. <laughs> that's y'all who are against and who don't agree with and who don't believe in a lifestyle. Y'all are the ones obsessed with sex. What we really need to do is be aware of the fact that the people who are making the way people love into an issue about sex, they're the ones who are grooming. Because what's wrong with you that you look at certain people and only think about sex? I think that's an issue you need to deal with yourself and take that issue out of the classroom. Now, before I finish, let me just say, I did not come here to show out. did not come here to impress you. Because to tell you the truth, when I leave here, I'm gone. And I don't care what you think about me. But just remember, when it hits the fan, brother, whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say it. The Amanda Seal Show. Lie to you, Jack. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Uh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Pick up the phone. You heard from us. You can always hit my line. Now we want to hear from you. Hello. What's on your mind? Hit us up on the hotline. Get it off your chest. 855-262-6328. What's up with it? 855-AMANDA-8. Talk to us. Oh, thanks. No cap. Yeah. We listening. Hey, Amanda and Jeremiah like the Bible. My name is Verna, and I wanted to tell you some things I learned this week. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm a certified <laughs> school counselor in New Jersey, but I had just okay. made the transition to be a mental health manager uh, for Head Start. So now I'm working with the ages zero to five. Um, so we work with the, you know, pregnant moms, lots of families, and we always emphasize that, um, you know, parents are a child's first teacher. So mm-hmm. in one of the courses, um, the first session, it really blew me away because uh, we learned that mental health starts before birth. What? Like, um, and what I really mm-hmm. learned is that um, relationships are built very early on. So between the ages of zero and five, um, they're extremely crucial. And having those positive relationships early on are really a, a protective factor that can buffer um, any negative things they experience later on in life. So um, that was just something I wanted to share with you all. Um, I, I really love the show um, and y'all really be cracking me up in this car like you really do. <laughs> but I know this is really long, but thanks again and bye. Bye. So mental health. Right. Starts before birth. I mean, I guess when you're in the in the womb, your brain is developing, and if your mama's chaotic doing cartwheels, <laughs> well, that I think there's. You. I mean, there's also just something to be said for like just environment, right? Uh-huh. Like you can feel what's happening, energies yeah. and environments, you know. So if you're inside of a womb, it's not like you have like some really like thick. I mean, it's just right, it's right. just like some organs and mm-hmm. you know water and even if, you know, like they always say like obviously the mother like to stay peaceful stay at peace like when there's a baby inside of you because you're amniotic fluid by the way my mother would kill me <laughs> for like saying liquid. water yeah amniotic fluid um but yeah because your baby's feeling everything you're feeling so if you're stressed you're like it's a lot going on well we know that stress is oftentimes what people cite what like physicians cite as like the cause for all types yes. of physical like ailments mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. there's no reason why that would not somehow transfer Mm. to your child that's why being pregnant i I commend (laughs) i commend i was pregnant for 10 weeks and let me tell you i was stressed there's a because it was just like it feels like every single thing that you do is heightened well could also could kill the baby oh yeah so like you eat something you'd be like oh my god wait and then you have to google it and they're like well in india this be killing babies but i mean it's just like it's a very and i actually spoke to a psychic after i had had my miscarriage and she was like you know, um, and she didn't know about it though. Okay. And she was like, do you want to have kids? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, you know, actually like in your chart, it kind of shows that like, you're not cut out for kids mm. because she said your anxiety about 
like like love uh-huh. would be so crazy high with a child that you wouldn't be able to manage it. You'd be like a helicopter parent. Yeah. Mm-mm, they don't need that. No. That's, that's stressful. Let it go. <laughs> so, you know. Well, look at that. That's interesting. It's deep. Not as psychic as we know. <laughs> deep. That's the whole point. Don't tell me nothing. I don't need to be, that give me more anxiety. I'm like, why do you know? <laughs> Get out my brain. <laughs> well, we love that you all know things that we don't know. So please mm-hmm. keep these calls coming. Things I learned this week is my favorite thing. Keep it, give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We got more. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between stuff for you here on the fun day friday edition of amanda seals show the amanda seals show we up we up we up we ain't nobody's fool no we shaking up the system rewrite unwritten rules we speak the world on this we shine and rise we up we up we up the amanda seals show here at the Amanda Seals Show, and I'm joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. It is Friday, Friday, so you know we are full of nothing but goodness. Uh, a little later on, we got the blacksmith for you, so we're going to take it back. And uh, we also have things I learned this week. What I love is that y'all be sharing with us the things that you have learned this week. I so do. hoping that we got some calls for that, because you know we got to check that voicemail. Also excited to hear who the people are versus. Because I feel like there's a lot of options. There's it's always a lot, a lot of options. <laughs> I don't think I understand. Sometimes y'all like Jeremiah, like, are you gonna do this or do that? Because there's so many options. Like every week, somebody's doing something crazy on the internet. They are. And I'm like, who do I wanna talk about today? Talk about today. So we'll get into stay it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Well, stay tuned also because we have our second Black Joy story of the day when we get back. And it's involving Sean Puffy Combs. That's right. He did he. Puffy to me. We'll get back right here. For love, guys of love now. <laughs> Listen, I feel like when you have that many name changes, like you just gotta be, you just gotta be like, wherever you met me at is it's what you're gonna call me at. And that's that. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show, y'all. Don't move. Hey, y'all, it's Amanda Seals here. It's Jeremiah Like the Bible here. This is the Amanda Seals Show, and it's time for a story of black joy. All right, y'all. So we got to give a big up to Shine, Diddy, Combs, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call the man. A man of many names. Yes. Because he's come through on a promise to Jackson State. He promised to donate to Jackson State $1 million to their athletic program. And he did it, Amanda. So the announcement came at the time the university was on the verge of um, leaving their departure with um, Deion Sanders. You know, he's Uh the coach there. Yep. And he made the pledge. He's going to come in three installments, y'all. Three installments of $332,000. So make sure y'all count them checks. Make sure all three come. <laughs> but he made it initially during the BET Awards in 2022. He also says go up, give money to Howard University as well. But people were kind of like, is he going to do it since like Dion left? Because you know, Dion was there. That was oh, a big thing. okay, okay, okay. But he stuck to his word. He's going to do it. So, you know, shout out to Diddy for, you know, cashing the check, writing that check to the people. We love when people support HBCUs. And it's always a thing about people feeling like, only certain HBCUs get get recognition and support. So the fact that he did Jackson State, I'm happy for that. I'm happy for it too. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people really feel like there's only a couple HBCUs and there's actually quite a few. They're like 101 or something like that. Do you understand that like that is not common knowledge? I don't think, but it's like, there's like a, uh, they sell these like uh, banners that literally have every <laughs> everyone on there. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It should be learned. We know all the, I, I know the Ivies. I mean, they're on 100 Ivies, but. 107 HBCUs. 107 HBCUs. How many do you think you can name? I can name 15. I think I can name maybe only 10. Okay, let me see. Xavier? Yes. Um, ASU? Alabama State? Yeah. Yes. 
Um, Morse Brown. Yes. Uh, Clark. Yes. Spellman. Yes. Morehouse. Yes. Morehouse School of Medicine. I don't they know. Don't, no, they don't play about that. They're like, no, we're separate. But I don't know if that counts as an HBCU. Does it count as HBCU? Why wouldn't it? I don't know. I feel like because it's a separate institution. That's why I'm like, does it count under the oh. HBCU umbrella? Okay. Um, Tennessee State. Yes. Uh, Howard. Yes. Hampton. Yes. Lincoln. Yes. Oh, I'm at 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas Southern. Or no, mm-hmm. Southern. Southern, southern and well, Louisiana. Southern and Texas Southern, I think. Texas, okay, Texas southern, southern always confuses me, but Southern University, my cousin went to, went to Southern University. Yes, Texas Southern University. Okay. PV, Prairie, uh, Prairie View. Mm-hmm. Um, FAM. Yep. Um, North Carolina, I'm at 15. Uh-huh. North Carolina A&T. Yes. That's 16. Um, you got a few in North Carolina. You got a few in North Carolina? Mm-hmm. What? Mm, I don't know any others in North Carolina. North Carolina Central. Okay, University. North Carolina Central. There's another one. It's, it's blank for me now. Um, South Carolina, you have Benedict. You mm-hmm. also have South Carolina State. South, it's SC, something like that, because my system line went there. Um, then you have Fort Valley. You have Albany. You have Savannah State. Um, you uh, Coppin State, I believe, is one. Hmm. There's one in South Florida, right? In Miami? Oh my God! It's, there are some in Florida. Uh, you have Edward Waters. Oh, BC, uh, Bethune Cookman. Bethune Cookman. Yeah, got family with there too. Edward Waters is in Florida also. It's a lot. It's a lot. You gotta really listen. I thought I could only do ten, and I did sixteen. Right. No, I did seventeen. So I'm already proud of myself. Mm-hmm. But it would be great if we knew. Like 107 is mm-hmm. a lot. Stillman, Tuskegee. Oh my God, we I miss Tuskegee. Yeah. yeah. My daddy probably listening. Like you ain't say Tuskegee. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pops. I'm sorry. We forgot. We forgot. We forgot. But uh, shout out to everybody out there who was in your car yelling out names. Right. It was like, you ain't saved my school. Exactly. Apologies. Uh, but shout out to Diddy for doing. Yeah. I mean, he is a. Diddy did. He kind of went to HBC. He kind. Well, he did go to HBC. He went to Howard. I was, like, like, I was like, he kind of graduated because he didn't graduate. But he uh, went. Yeah. He got an honorator. Well, you know what? That's a story of black joy. <laughs> we'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We we up, we up. What's good, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it is time for... The People Versus. That's correct. Amanda, you know, usually I'm in the celeb streets. The you c- are. The celebs are getting, they getting hit in the head every week. Mm, pop, pop, pop. But this time, y'all, The People Versus is to this man on TikTok at I Just Want to Talk. That, that, he, <laughs> that alone right there tells me all I need to know. Okay. Ah, and he was talking, y'all. So mm-hmm. if you guys don't know, there's a little YouTube series that goes by the name of Gracie's Corner. Mm-hmm. And it's basically geared towards like teaching young black kids, like, you know, singing songs for like alphabets, letter shapes. You know, I was given like Sesame Street, but yeah. animated for the people. Animated. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. And it's like done by this black family independently on, on, on YouTube. We love it. We love it. We love it. Well, I just want to talk then like that, Amanda. Mm. Well, originally he liked the idea. And let me get it. <laughs> he wanted to talk about he it. He wanted to talk about it. So while he would, he said he was a supporter of the show, when they announced that Big Frida, you know, bounced artists out of New Orleans would be on the show <laughs> singing with, with Young Gracie. And Big Frida also identifies as non-binary. Is that correct? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, how, well, how when she was when she was on College Hill, she uh-huh. was like, to some people I'm they, right, to some right, people right, I'm she, right, to right, some people right. I'm he. She's like, right. I really don't care. She's very fluid in her in her expression. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, so in in that same regard, on the animation, she's animated how she usually is with her long hair and her gender fluid clothing. And I just want to talk in like that. And her deep voice. Yeah, her voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, which is what I just want to talk went, drew a problem with. He said, "How is he going to explain to his kids that Big Frida looks like a woman or dresses like a woman, but sounds like daddy?" Uh, and he also wanted to say that he he don't understand when we when our people because like I said, Gracie's Corner is done by independently by a black family. When we start introducing <sighs> these concepts to our kids versus the outside, what concepts? <laughs> I guess the outs the, the, the concepts of gender inclusion, gender fluidity, um, LGBTQ people. It's like all those things. He's The thing about it with videos like this too, Amanda, mm-hmm. is very cryptic. They never just say, I don't want to see people who are They're gay. never like, hello, I'm homophobic. Right. It's very like, I don't want my kids to see people who did Because they always frame it as a protective of children yes, th- situation yes. when that's really not what it is. But people had sounded off, Amanda. <laughs> okay. 
in the comments on TikTok, he said, somebody said, meanwhile, the kids don't even care. They don't even have a question. Somebody also said, if you have kids and watch Gracie's Corner, she was mad. She made um, New Orleans inspiration. The bounce music was a perfect collab. Everyone knows Big, Fri Big Frida, be for real. Also, somebody said, protect them from what, sir? What danger are they in? The danger in Amanda is guns, and there are no guns on Gracie's Corner. Sir. <laughs> Just so you know. Just in case you didn't know. But my favorite thing was that everyone was saying these comments are top tier because the comments was not on his side, Amanda. People were like, sir, what are you talking about? We love Big Frida. We love Gracie's Corner. We love this collab. So when it comes to the people versus I just want to talk on TikTok, I'm going with the people, of course. I, thank you. Because... At the end of the day, the goal of children's television is to create, to show kids the, equi the equitable and diverse um, world we live in. Yeah. And present people who are different, who are not like the people they see in their communities. And show it's okay to be different. And we respect that. And we go sing these songs and learn these alphabets. All right. You're also <laughs> voting for people who don't have your kids' best interests at heart. So, mm -hmm. like, what do you what do you want me to do? You, by the way, Republicans have literally said that their big focus, if they win the presidency and moving into this next election, right. uh, is to make a universal movement against free lunch. That's the okay. That's their big idea. That, 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 that's the people that, that you want for your kids. Cut it out. You know what? That's been the people versus. This is the Amanda Seal Show. Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We got more Fun Day Friday when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Things I learned this week. There's a lot you can learn from this. Yeah. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show on this Black Joy Friday. It's my name. It's my name. Jeremiah Like the Bible. <laughs> and that is... Amanda Seals. Amanda, every Friday you hit us with the things you learned this week, right? Yes, I do. And it's that time for... Things I learned this week. So let's get into it. First of all, this is a light one. We're going to go... We're going to descend <laughs> from light to dark. Okay. okay. So first of all, speaking of descending from light to dark, did you know that dogs can have their... They're like actual fur can change from dark to light? Ah. I've never heard of this before, but apparently poodles and uh, lapsa opsas and shizus can have a trait that's called like a fur changing trait. Mm -hmm. And they can literally like go from light gray or straight up black to white. So you get your dog like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to name it chocolate. I'm going to nope. name it caramel. And then they get older and it's a straight up white fluffy dog. Whitey. I've never... <laughs> Vanilla. I've just never heard of that before, and I would be so irritated. I'm gonna still let a dog. I'm gonna let a dog. But I would be so irritated that, like, I mean, you switched up on me. I had a friend happen too. I gotta send them this things I learned because they thought they got scammed with their dog change color. It's a very common thing, <laughs> apparently, with certain breeds. Um, also learned this week, and this was actually very shocking to me. Did you know that Morehouse and Spellman are named after white people? No. I mean, it tracks. It is a fact. So apparently Morehouse is named after Henry Lyman Morehouse and Spellman is named after Laura Spellman Rockefeller mm. because they like owned the colleges or uh -huh. initially. Uh -huh. And I just thought that was mind blowing because I know that at the end of the day, we're like changing names of things. Mm -hmm. Might be time. But well, that just triggered a memory in my head that Howard is also named after <gasps> uh, uh, Army General, a U.S. Civil Rights. <gasps> civil what? Rights, civil so why? Because they like founded the school. Yeah. You know that, you know, like white people was making little schools for black people post slavery. <sighs> that annoys me. We got to say the black people. <laughs> well, speaking of saving the black people. Okay. Um, this didn't annoy me. It sickened me. Okay. So brace yourselves. I know it's a fun day Friday, but I just need to share this with y'all because I learned it. And so now y'all got to learn it. Okay. Apparently before the civil war, most prisoners in the South were white. Mm -hmm. However, the punishment of enslaved African-Americans was generally left up to their owners in Louisiana. Um, they actually did imprison enslaved people for quote unquote serious crimes. What serious crimes do you mean, Amanda? These crimes generally involved acts of rebellion against the slave system. Okay. Um, and a number of these imprisoned slaves were women. Penitentiary records show a number of women imprisoned for assaulting a white. That's like the title of their actual crime. Okay. Assaulting a white. 
arson. So they were trying to burn down the plantation. Right. Or attempting to poison someone. As they should. Some of these female prisoners became pregnant, either by fellow inmates or prison officials, because they would actually put females in prisons with other prisoners who were men. In 1848, state legislatures passed a law declaring that all children born in the penitentiary to African-Americans serving life sentences would become property of the state. The women would then raise the children in the prison until the age of 10, at which they would then be auctioned on the courthouse steps. And then it gets worse. Somehow, somehow it gets worse. Many of the company... That, uh, sorry, many of the buyers of these children mm-hmm. were prison officials, including heads of the company that ran the penitentiary. And then it gets worse. There's no line. Where's the line of it? <laughs> the proceeds were used to fund schools for white children. It don't get no worse than that. I mean, America. I want to shout out uh, the page African Archives on um, Instagram for putting that together. That is yet another example of why it is imperative that we continue to know about the history of this country, Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. every day that we exercise cognitive dissonance, as if there aren't a myriad of terrorist acts that we have to atone for and that we have to fight against, Mm we are doing ourselves a disservice and we are pretending as if we are living somewhere that we are not. And I am a big believer that you can't correct that which you don't know about. I agree. I agree. All right, y'all. Let's go back to thinking about the dogs. <laughs> Keep it like right here. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Pick up the phone and dab. What's up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals. And Jeremiah Like the Bible. And you've reached the, the Amanda, Amanda Seals Seal Show. We love hearing your opinions on the things we discuss. And that's why we love when you give us a call and speak your mind. You know what to do with the beep. Leave that message. Hi, my name is Liz. I'm calling from D.C. And this week, I learned that the same way we blame men for taking advantage of our father's scars, our daddy issues, we can reclaim that same power through those bad men, those bad relationships. For myself, I've been through the worst relationship um, recently, and I actually started picking apart how I allowed myself to be taken advantage of and what I need to look at specifically to heal my relationship with my father. And it's a, a tough um, equation to do. Because it doesn't mean that things are going to work my way with either man or either relationship. But understanding is half the battle and waking up from uh, hibernation of lying to myself and eating red flags for dinner. The yes! best information and the best pain medicine, the best healing I've received is just information. Analyzing myself, being honest with myself. Hi. But half of us I lived. I lived that exact experience. Really? I lived that. Is this you that's calling? That's me that's calling. <laughs> I lived that literal exact experience. The worst relationship I ever had ended up being the conduit through which I was able to identify how my father had created abandonment issues, abandonment issues within me mm-hmm. that had allowed me to like have this whole series of terrible relationships with people. But I would never have gotten there without the bad relationship. I mean, I think isn't that kind of like what what life does for us. So we're put in such scenarios that's kind of makes us recognize yeah, our patterns or whatever that we need to fix. Yeah, but people don't people don't recognize the patterns, yeah. right? And then a lot of times, I mean, here's the thing. You be in these patterns where you're with these terrible people mm-hmm. and they're so terrible though that you can just keep on telling yourself, mm-hmm. wow, they're just so terrible without asking yourself like, okay, but like, how am I ending up with the terrible right. person? How did we get here? And the other part is then that people sometimes tell you about that and it makes you feel like you're the like you're victim blaming. Mm-hmm. And that can be its own thing because you're like, well, they're like, why are you attracting them? Like what? Yeah. See, like Jeremiah <laughs> was just like, whoa, because I've had people say like that. Right. Like, well, you must be liking it. You must be. Attract-. And you're like, that's not the language. Right. What it really is, is that you have like unknown triggers you have like unknown um tendencies and and chemical responses that you just are not even aware could exist and it was therapy for me 
But I feel like if you don't have therapy and like you don't necessarily have an awareness about that, you just keep on going and you just keep telling yourself like, I just have bad luck. Right, like such is life. This is this is where I, the, the hand the I'm pool, dealt. The pool is so, the pool is whack, mm-hmm. you know? It can't be me. Right, We all, also we have like, to your point, we have self-autonomy. Like there are things within our control that we can make <laughs> different if we want to really make them different. We do. It's going to take a little bit of work though. And it takes a little bit of humility. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard thing for a lot of us to admit that like, oh, wait a minute, I'm toxic too. <laughs> Be humble, like Kendrick told us. Thank you for sharing your things you learned this week. And that's that's one of them things that you just keep on learning. <laughs> that Yeah, that, that's going to keep on teaching. So congrats to you, madame. And then just, it's, it's that's a big breakthrough. So I hope to see, um, I hope that that works out. Actually, I want to tell you, it is going to work out for right. you. So kudos. That's uh, another things I learned this week. Caller right here on the Amanda Steele Show. Remember, you can be a caller too. Hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-H. That's 1-855-262-6328. We got more Fun Day Friday on the show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Steele Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this We shine. Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And uh, it's time on this lovely Friday to keep on cracking lacking with more stories of black joy. Shout out to everybody who's been joining us all day. You know what Friday is. It's a Friday. It's always about good vibes, good stories, always uplifting. Sometimes, ever so often, you know, in, in things I learned this week, I got to turn the tide. Or sometimes even in the PSA, I got to just drop a little bit of realness in there. But the goal is always just keeping the vibe up. Was listen, laugh, and learn. That is correct. So that is correct. Sometimes learning ain't always comfy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you feel better after you know. Yes. The more you know. Correct. Knowing is half the battle. Mm-hmm. You've never heard that before, have you? I've heard that before. From where? I don't know, but I, it's like, so that's like a common phrase. G.I. Joe, the real American hero. I just can't believe how old. I've never seen G.I. Joe. All right. But I know what G.I. Joe is. It's like the little action figure man, the army man. Okay. Okay. That's enough of that. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Here to the Amanda Seal Show with the story of Black Joy. Remember, you can follow us on socials at Seal Said It, and you can give us a call at one eight five five Amanda Eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. And if you miss any of the show, you can always check us out wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and you can check out my other podcast, Small Doses. This week, we've got side effects of. Daring to be different. With Duran Bernard, who really like breaks. I feel like some people might think, oh, like he's an R&B singer. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, he's a, I feel like he's a genre bending artist. Yeah. And he's really not trying to like hear y'all putting him in a box. But the vocals are definitely giving. They're giving. Gospel, R&B, soul. They're giving training. <laughs> training. That's what they're giving. They're giving, I have trained these vocal cords. I went to a class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we learned in the, in the interview that uh, he actually comes from a musical home. Like his parents are both musicians, et cetera. So it was really dope just hearing about his journey. And it was really dope to be able to have an artist who's like really charting their own course on the pod because I think a lot of times people just don't really understand what that entails, like what that means. Um, but he's doing the damn thing. So make sure to go to wherever you get your podcast and check that out. We'll be right back with the story of Black Joy here at the Amanda Seal Show. Hey, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it's time for... A story of Black Joy. All right, Amanda. So this week, APA announced that its Racial Equity and Justice Initiative, a long-time global effort to advance equity and expand opportunities for Black, Hispanic, Latinx, and Indigenous communities, has more than doubled its initial financial commitment to a total of more than $200 million over the last three years. So since launching in June 2020, Apple has supported education, economic empowerment, and criminal justice reform 
work across the US and with recent expansions to Australia, the UK, and Mexico. Can you believe that? So what I think is interesting though is that these grants are supporting like real things, mm -hmm. right? So they're supporting legal services, safe housing, identification services, healthcare access, and other vital re-entry services for more than 19,000 justice-impacted individuals. I love that. You know, y'all making these iPhones that I'm spending $55 million for every two weeks. The least I could do is give back to the people. Well, you know, all of these companies have like somebody who's like in charge of like, okay, figure out like how mm -hmm. we actually do something for the people. Uh -huh. um, and also how we have a tax write-off <laughs> to do something for the people. So a lot of times the stuff that they're doing is very performative because it's really just for the purpose of just getting a tax write-off. But right. this right here, it just feels like it does have some actual weight to it. And they plan to train more than 500 leaders and engage over 50,000 youth across the U.S. as they continue to work on this uh, and create grants. So okay, Apple. go ahead, Apple. That but is... I still need y'all to add that charger back and them and headphones back to the package when y'all get the new phones. The charger doesn't come with the phone with the phone anymore? It don't come with the block no more. It comes with the phone. Yeah, it's true. It, it doesn't come with the block. They said we they said we, we doing initiatives, y'all. We can't we, we can't do it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can do it all. We've got more for you right here at the Amanda Seal Show. So don't go anywhere. That's been a story of black joy. The Amanda Seal Show. What's good, y'all? This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. It is a fun day, Friday, which means we're going to play a game. And we have brought on our trusted engineer, Supreme, and HBCU graduate of Delaware State. Mm -hmm. uh, Professor Supreme. Professor Supreme. Oh, Dress me accordingly today. Excuse me. <laughs> you know, early in the show, we were trying to Dean guess. Supreme. We were trying to name all the HBCUs. And he, yes. let, he let us know, like, we forgot. We did. You know what? We forgot Fisk. We did forget Fisk. So we can't forget yeah, Fisk. Uh, yeah. And we forgot your alma mater, Delaware State. There we Sorry. go. There we okay. go. Don't go then, Hornets. <laughs> so that meant that, you know, let's make a game out of it. Yeah, Education. All right. So what's the game? All right. So I'm going to give you the name of the school and a okay. couple facts. You can cut me off whenever you want to. If you're ready to cook, just cut me off and <laughs> you get the point for that one. If we get to the end and you don't know, nobody gets the point. So, Jeremiah, I'm expecting a lot of you being a fellow right. HBCU graduate. Come on now. You got to figure out these alumni. What's your there. buzzer? We gotta come up with a buzzer. Yeah, it's a smart, funny, and black style. <laughs> gotta come up with a buzzer. Uh, smart, funny, and purr. Purr. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm listening for the purr. I'm gonna take it to Harlem. Squally. That's okay. Dipset all day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for the first one? We're ready. We're ready. All right. If I lose this, it's going to be a... <laughs> bad for you. It's bad. You looking bad out here if you lose this, Jeremiah. I'm, I'm giving you a warning <laughs> now. my degree. All right, here we go. She went to Tennessee State. Okay. In 1971, she was Miss Black Tennessee. She got okay. her first media job while in high school. She's been nominated for an Oscar twice. In 2013, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Y'all don't know this yet? Purr, What's purr, cool? purr. Okay, Jeremiah. Is it Oprah? Of course. It's the one and only Oprah Winfrey. The Ms. Oscar Tennessee. didn't have. I didn't know she had. I didn't know she was nominated <laughs> twice. Oh, yes, she was. I guess. Okay, yeah. All right. She went to an HBCU. I yeah, Miss Tennessee State. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. she was Miss Tennessee State. Look at that. No, she was Miss Black Tennessee. She oh, went ooh. to Tennessee State. Let's sure. get it right. Oh. All right. Next one. We ready? So Jeremiah is uh, leading the lead right now. Okay. Next one. He went to Tuskegee. He played tennis in high school. He was a great player. He's a singer, songwriter, and a judge on a reality TV show. Her? That's mine. That's mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know that because I know this because my dad is a Tuskegee alumni. It's Lionel Richie. Yes. Yes. Lionel okay. Richie all day. I know that. I don't, I don't know why I know that. Well, I know why I know that, but. I did not know that he went to Tuskegee. I love this. There we yeah. go. Next one. He went to Morehouse. He's a big basketball right. fan. Big He's bad. a movie director. He wrote two children's books. His first name is Shelton. This next one is going to give it to you. Wait, oh, okay. His first name? You gave us his name? But you, done, you no, don't know him by oh his God. name. It's, oh, Jesus, I'm not. 
I'm seeing his face. I got one him. more. I got one more. Now this, you should get this off the break I right here. This, this isn't Spike Lee. Say, yeah, say yeah. your thing. You didn't oh, say your oh, thing. Spike Lee. There we go. I gotta be technical with the rules here. Say your thing. I was like, it feels like it would be Spike Lee, but like you, you, you were having such a difficult time recalling his name that I was like, it must not be. Because that one time, that time you can remember, who was it? Madden C.J. Walker. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm old. Because I was like, I see his face. I know him. I'm like, why cannot find his name? I'm old, and I was dealing with cognition issues with melancholy. So we got Jeremiah has two, and Amanda. I'm on the board. Okay. Okay. Let me just tell you real quick. There was a Juneteenth, like during the pandemic, like we did like Juneteenth celebrations like online, right? And Mm -hmm. so there was a Juneteenth celebration that Robert uh, Randolph had put together. Shout out to Robert Randolph. And in the celebration, they had a trivia game hosted by LeVar Burton and it was all HBCU trivia and he had asked me to participate and I was like, I'm a loser. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I ain't setting myself up to not know any of the answers. So they eat you up. All right. Well, I'm not really ready to give up and let Jeremiah just win this. So when we get back, we're going to keep this little game going right here. Supreme, you still with us? I'm here. Let's do it. All right. We'll be right back testing our HBCU alum knowledge right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're here at the Amanda Seals show on a fun day Friday. I'm Amanda Seals and we are in the midst of a head to head battle on the HBCU alumni. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've got Supreme, our trustee engineer at the helm and yes. Jeremiah and I are here going head to head, but you know what? I came into this really like doubting myself. I feel like I may have a shot. So let's, let's keep it going. She went to Grambling. She's a native of Dallas, Texas, okay. Dallas, uh, she's a mother. She's a singer, but oh, was not. Squale! Bring it. Come on. Latoya Luckett? Wrong. Jeremiah, swoop in and get this one. You didn't give me enough clues. You said she's a singer, a mother? Like, I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that could be anybody. I mean, that's why. Okay, I'm all right. I'm about to give you the answer right here. In 1997, she went on and on and won a oh, Grammy. Squale! Amanda Seals. Erica Badu. There we go. Oh, I was like, all right, so we 2 2 right now. We need a tiebreaker. And I, I got to make the last tiebreaker. This is a good one right here. Okay. Amanda, you might win this one with this one right here. This is, this is heavy 80s right here. All right. He went to Morehouse. Yeah. He used swearing to cover his stuttering. He was an usher at Dr. King's funeral. Um, 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 okay, wait, no. Wait a minute, I want to give you the next one. I got to give you the next one. He smoked the TV. He smoked the TV? He smoked the TV. This all on you, Amanda Seals. Oh man! (laughs) Smoked the TV. He smoked the TV, and you got to do it's a heavy smoke. Wait, I don't. This this probably is wrong, but her is it, Mister T? Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. You way off. Mister T makes sense for the eighties. Yeah, no, no, but you're way off on this one. Yeah. He smoked the TV. This is the tiebreaker. Samuel L. Jackson. He smoked the TV. He did go to Morehouse. But I've never heard that phrase. He it's in, um, what was the movie where he was a crackhead with Holly Berry? And the mom was like, what had, the dad was like, what happened to my TV? He was like, I, I smoked did, I the TV. It. Yeah, he Not did. A reference. Sam like Jackson. Dang. Well, we got a tie. That was good. Mm-hmm. Do we yeah. just want to end it at the tie and come back to this <laughs> another day? Or we want to do one more? Like, what are we doing? Okay, one more, one more, one more, one more. Okay, I like this one. She went to Bowie State. She's a mom. She's only five foot two inches. And it's Squale? been. Go ahead. Lil Mo? No. Wait, Let's go, Jeremiah. Let's go. Is it Tony Braxton? There we okay. go, Jeremiah. Like the Bible is the winner. Uh, it's about time you won one. Uh, <laughs> right. I lose every week. Every week I lose something. All right. That's a good game. We did that. We did it, Joe. We did it. We did it. Thank you, Supreme, for joining us. That was and, fun. And uh, for getting us together. Y- y'all know, you know, I went to 
predominantly white institution. We'll do PWI. <laughs> Next week, we're going to test the PWI alumni. All right. Because we had to make it through. We had to push through. Okay. We had to push through. Uh, keep it locked. Shout out to everybody who went to HBCUs and who continues to support HBCUs. We know that they are incredibly necessary, and especially in this racialized, increasingly racialized nation and climate that we're in. HBCUs are necessary now more than recently ever. All right. So shout out to the historically black colleges and universities. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Pick up the phone. You heard from us. You can always hit my line. Now we want to hear from you. Hello. What's on your mind? Hit us up on the hotline. Join Amanda's combo. Get it off your chest. 855-262-6328. What's up with it? fun day Friday, but we got one more a story of ah, not quite yet so make sure you stick around uh shout out to everybody who's been listening all day remember if you missed any of the show you can get it wherever you get your podcasts all right and shout out to everybody who hits me up and tells me about the things that you've learned this week it's literally my favorite thing na stories of black joy yeah mm-hmm. because y'all be sharing and when you share we care yeah 
<laughs> it did rhyme. Uh, but keep it locked. We're not gone quite yet. So stick around for the Amanda Seals show. We got a story of Black Joy when we get back. Don't move. It's the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah like the Bible. And you know what time it is. It's time for a story of Black Joy. Okay. I'm back. It's me. What a story of Black Joy, Amanda. Yeah. And it features someone you really like. I'm very salty <laughs> about this story, but it's fine. <laughs> So Janet Jackson's L.A. concert helps to raise $3.4 million for the benefiting the L.A. field and its learning and community initiatives. So on June 10th, the opening night at the Hollywood Bowl kicked off this summer with the return to the stage of Janet with special guest Ludacris and 16 young, 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 <laughs> 16 young musicians representing all five of the Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles sites made guest appearances with Janet during Again. Can you believe it? Can you imagine playing again with Janice? No, I can't. I can't imagine it. I can't. Because I, I, I thought I was going to be there and I didn't get to go. Because it was a benefit concert. <laughs> because my homeboy is the DJ and was going to be able to give me tickets. And they couldn't give me tickets because it's a benefit concert. The kids, Amanda, the kids. But overnight at the Hollywood Bowl, Crunch, like I said, raised more than $3.4 million for the LA Phil in its community initiatives, which includes the Youth Orchestra Los Angeles. So what's for the kids? Shout out to the kids. <laughs> that could have been you back in the day, Amanda, a young kid at the, in the orchestra playing with Janet. There are times when <laughs> I look above and beyond. Yeah, so I didn't get to see Janet. Then I thought I was going to get to go to the show in Irvine. Didn't get to go to that one. And then Devon was like, well, we're not driving to San, San Diego. Yeah, that's and I was going to be defiant and be like, fine, I'll drive myself. But I was too tired. That's so. That's it. I still haven't seen Janet Jackson in concert since 1989. I mean, maybe she'd like a second leg. You know, they live like a new date. So now. I mean, listen, that happened with New Edition. I missed the first New Edition, but baby, mm. that second time I was there second with the with the hidden fees, with the tickets <laughs> and all. See, this time when you get the tickets, they're going to hit hidden fees. We're going to hope so. Biden. So it's going to be whatever they say it is, what it's going to be. We going to hope so. Well, congratulations to all of the, uh, to the Phil for raising money. And also just the reality that the arts is such an important part. Mm-hmm of our society, of our community, and just continuing to uplift that. You know, there's a lot of factions that be working really hard to be like, who needs the arts? Right. And the arts are all around us. Everywhere. People consume art all day. Literally. (laughs) But they try to act like, y'all don't need music. Quit all that dancing. Stop being excited to get your graduation diploma. Well, that's been a story of Black Joy. Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy Like the Bible. And it's time to hit you with a little black spin. That's right. All month long. All month long. All year long. Yeah. We're celebrating the 50 years of hip hop with some, you know, hip hop stories, information, because our personal Amanda Seals is a hip hop connoisseur. I am. And I heard today you go tell us about some women in hip hop. Well, I want to talk about like the influence of women in hip hop. Okay. Because I feel like there's just kind of a limited view on that. Mm-hmm. It's like, look him, mm-hmm. Missy. Mm-hmm. And that's really good. And now we have like Cardi B, right? Yeah. But I think what we what we don't acknowledge enough of, and I'm not even saying just about the people, right? You have pioneers in the game, like Shaw Rock was considered to be like the first female hip hop artist on Wax, right? Then you have like MC Light, mm-hmm. who really like came out the gate and she was the first woman to get a gold plaque with her song, Need a Rough Neck, Gotta Get a Rough Neck. I remember my god sisters like really bumping that record. Then you have like Queen Latifah, right? So she like expanded beyond hip hop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we all know that like her record, uh, All Hell the Queen. All Hell the Queen was, was major, but it was actually, um, her work with native with native tongues like Tribe Called Quest and Dayla that really took her to the next level with UNITY on the Black Rain album. I also love her song Can't Forget New Jersey on the New Jersey Drive soundtrack. I am not from New Jersey and yet that song makes me feel like I am. Can't forget it. Then we of course have like Salt and Pepper, and then like I said Boxy Brown, Lil Kim, Lauren Hill, Missy Elliott, right? All these people, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing that we forget when we are talking about women and hip hop is the importance of additional perspectives. Yes. You know, hip hop was very male dominated. Mm -hmm. And for a long, long, long time, it just was like also not just male dominated, but incredibly misogynist. Mm -hmm. And I really 
feel like there were so many women who came into hip hop feeling like their only place in hip hop was to mimic or to align themselves with that. Mm -hmm. So when we look at like the gangster rap of the late 90s, um, I mean, sorry, the late 80s and the 90s, like it was just be this, be that, you know what I'm saying? And and sex this, sex that, and hoes this and hoes that. And so then we look at like people like Foxy Brown, we look at people like Lil' Kim, and there's other artists too that like came out and it's, I really feel like they were able to kind of advance as far as they did because they kind of aligned with the way that women were being portrayed in the most popular versions of rap. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't speak to the entire catalog and canon of women in hip hop. Like when we look at the necessity for hip hop to be a storytelling tool, it's imperative that we acknowledge that there are so many black stories to tell yep. and we need to tell those stories cross gender. And now what I feel like we're also getting to see is folks getting to tell stories coming from different um, backgrounds, like LGBTQIA plus rappers. Right. Yeah. And that being more of a now accepted space. And I think when we look at the women's space in hip hop and just the way people, women would tackle different topics, the way women would speak to their experiences in the hood. Like when I talk about, I can't forget New Jersey as being one of my favorite songs from Queen Latifah. It's like, it's on the New Jersey Drive soundtrack, which is like full of records about like, we we thugs and we stealing cars. And, you know, uh, there's a great Outkast record on that song, on that um, album as well, on that soundtrack as well called Benzora Beamer. But then you have like Queen Latifah, who sonically is still fitting in with all of this, but is giving just like what a woman's experience in New Jersey was, which is not just like, I was a woman. And so I was playing with dolls. It's not. It's just, it's nice to hear a different Uh tone. And I think what we're now seeing is how, I love seeing how many more women are involved in hip hop now. It's a lot, it's a lot. Like when I was growing up, I feel like there was always just like a few at each time. Like Mm -hmm. there was like Queen Latifah, MC Light, um, Moni Love, like that was like an era. And then and Salt and Peppa. Right. And then it was like, okay, Lil' Kim, Foxy Brown, mm-hmm. Lauren Hill, you know, and that was like an That's era. It. And it's yeah. not to say I, I know that there's other folks that were contributing, but I just mean like in at the, the top. At the, the top, top, right. Because yeah. we look at folks like Ladybug Mecca and uh, Mystic. Like there was always other voices. But now it's so many. Mm-hmm. I mean, that are like at the top. Yeah. And I know Young Jock, I know Young Jock at one point said, well, they only going to last for 140 days. (laughs) And he was completely incorrect. And I think it's really a testament to the fact that um, their voices are needed Mm -hmm. and that there is, as we've seen, women's expressiveness and women's rights to independence, et cetera, grow in our society. It doesn't surprise me that we would have more women's voices in hip hop because it's a reflection of the fact that women are getting to have more of their voices in the world. And I wrote my entire undergrad thesis on how black music is moved by the black experience. The two are completely interconnected. That's sure. So those are my thoughts on today's Backspin. How do you feel about women's uh, contributions to hip hop? Hit us up, one 855 8 That's one 855 I love like being like academic about hip hop. <laughs> No, because like, well, there was a long time where like hip hop just wasn't getting props like that. You know, like it was like, oh, that's not going to be a scholarship. There's no scholarly thought thought process around hip hop. It's like everything black people create has scholarship around it. Cut it out. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, yes, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. About to head on out of here on this fun day Friday. You have any weekend plans? Um, I think I go to this little black function on the weekend that they got in LA with all the black people coming together. Okay. See other black people in LA. That sounds like a great time. Um, what am I doing this weekend? You know what I'm doing this weekend? I'm chillaxing. Yeah. I I have earned a chillaxation weekend. I feel that. I mean, check check in on me on Monday. Did I go out? Did I leave the house? Because <laughs> I'm good to be like, let's go do this thing. Right. And he's like, ooh. Just sit right here. You know what I'm actually gonna do though? I'm gonna go play some tennis okay. uh, because I haven't gotten Physical. to do my my weekly tennis lesson in a few weeks because we were working. So I'm I'm gonna get back on the court. Okay. I might need to get a new mattress, so I'm gonna like I might need to just like sleep sleep in. You know, really yeah. Get my money's worth. Do that. A lot of money in the mattress. Do that. Well, y'all, I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us for another fun day Friday. You know, on Monday we'll be back with what we're always back with. Mm-hmm. We got six second headlines. Mm-hmm. We got. You know, just kind of 
the information, the facts, and the laughs that you're not going to get nowhere else because ain't nobody doing it like we doing it right here at the Amanda Seal right. Show. I mean, it's right. to say that we got one of the best shows on air right now. Yes. I mean, I don't even know if I would say right now. I mean, I just think of in general, time. in perpetuity. <laughs> so y'all remember to give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8, and follow us on social media at Seal Said It. Remember to follow me at Amanda Seals. Follow Jeremiah at Jeremiah Like the Bible. And check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast this weekend. You know, it's going to be side effects of daring to be different with musical artist vocalist Duran Bernard check that out wherever you get your podcast you can watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV or just go to AmandaSealsTV.com everybody remember we are each other's business when we look out for each other we lift each other up be safe the Amanda Seals show we up we up we up come on now stop playing listen loud and loud alright let's go it's the Amanda Seals show you know, on Monday, we'll be back with what we're always back with. Mm-hmm. We got 60-second headlines. Mm-hmm. We got, you know, just kind of the information, the facts, and the laughs that you're not going to get nowhere else because ain't nobody doing it like we doing it right here at the Amanda Seals right. Show. I mean, it's like right. to say that we got one of the best shows on air right now, man. Yes. I mean, I don't even know if I would say right now. I mean, I just think <laughs> in general, time. in perpetuity. <laughs> so y'all remember to check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast this weekend. You know, it's going to be side effects of... Daring to be different. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.